0: Welcome into another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback from Reading, UC, and Carolina Panthers fame. He is, of course, the quarterback whisperer, one Tony Pike. Um, We're going to talk some NFL in segment one and the Bengals. Um, Segment two, we'll talk college football where Ohio State continues to look like the most dominant team in the country with Chase Young or without Chase Young. Although that may change down the road. They are going to need him back. Um, we'll talk obviously some UC in there and my beloved Kentucky Wildcats who found a way to crap their pants and lose a lose a game they shouldn't have lost. Mm. And of course, in segment three, we'll talk high school football as we've now moved into round two of the playoffs and now the matchups are starting really, to get really, really juicy. Match-ups. Yes, indeedy. We got them across the board. Let's start NFL and Bengals, though. Mm. What's the worst team you ever played on? Did you ever play on like a team, Pee Wee Wise, that was bad? I mean, well, Carolina when I was there—that's we a bad. good point. Yeah, that was okay. Let's start there. Now, some of that was quarterback related. Not not a knock yeah. on you, but it kind of trickled down and um, had a bunch of injuries and all that stuff. How hard was that season to get through? And and when you looked around the locker room, did you always believe guys were pulling together, or could you see guys start to pull apart?
1: No, it was a locker room that was pulling apart. It was a, it was a little bit different situation because it was a coach in his last year. Yeah, so. John Fox, the rest of the staff, it wasn't like there was extra meetings going on. It wasn't like there were... They were cashing it yes, early. They yeah. were in Tommy Tuberville. Yeah, they were in the, the Tommy back, Tuberville mode. Back, back nine mode. And for a lot of the coaches, it was, where am I going to coach at next Right, year? I get it. Trying that, to figure out their job. That stuff's so, real. Uh, but no, it, you know, the little stuff of, you know, when the season starts, guys are hanging out in the locker room after practice and after games and this and that. And when you start to stumble, guys are out of there quick. There's no hanging out after. There's no... Let's get together. It was a a ghost town after most games and most practices. And I think that it it just gradually crept itself in as the season got worse and worse and worse.
0: How hard was that for you personally? Because no offense, you weren't like one of the top dogs on the roster.
1: You're trying to cling to your own roster spot and all that. How hard was that for you, though? It's hard because you don't know who to follow. And you don't know, know what side to cling to because there's guys in the locker room that can be good for a team, and there's guys in the locker room that can be bad for a team, and there's guys that don't care, and there's guys that care a ton, and you got to kind of push yourself into a, a small group, and I was lucky enough, you know, that even with injuries, we had Matt Moore who still – you saw what he did with the yeah. Chiefs this year, um, was a really good leader in the quarterback room, but, I mean, you had other position groups, and you had – I mean, we'd be in position meetings, and you'd see people leaving the facility – you know, two, three hours before our meetings were getting done. So, uh, you know, the the time wasn't being put in. And and that's not to say that people didn't try on Sunday. But but but, but, but I would th-
0: guess it was tried to a point, though, right? right. I, but mean, yeah, it's not, I mean, look, there's, there's a sweep that went away from me, and I'm the backside corner. Yeah, Am I going to chase really it down. sprint down on that side? I'm not going
1: to and... chase it down. Or I'm a little banged up. Could you up. see that on film? Yeah. Could you clearly see oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little banged up, or I got banged up. Maybe I'm not going to go in the second half. Maybe I'm not going to go in the game. Because I am a little sore, I'm I'm hurt, and we're not playing for anything at this point. So, you know, there's different incentives and there's bonuses for each player in their contract. But uh, that season, it was it was a a pretty bad taste. All
0: right, so that's where we are with the Bengals, and I think there's the
1: the difference probably for Carolina. There
0: was a bit of a culture of winning. It obviously isn't a franchise Mm -hmm. that's been around for a long time since '95, but they, to the credit of that franchise. It quickly built a culture of winning, and there's been pockets of not success, but for the most part, that's been a pretty, I think in in my mind, it's been a pretty successful franchise. This is not. I mean, you had the pockets of the playoffs, but for the most part, we lived through, I lived through the 90s. A lot of fans lived through the 90s, and it feels like you're right back to that point, and when you you were in that the first time through, they were coming off the 80s where you went to the Super Bowl twice and you went to the playoffs a couple other times. And you had a playoff win, and you know the year after, two years after the Super Bowl, you had a playoff win. So you had that to look back on, right, and go, okay, yeah, '93 boy, this sucks. But hey, we're only five years removed from a Super Bowl team, and they'll right. get back there again. And then it continued, and then it continued, and then the other you had a little pocket of success, and now it feels like you're right back yeah. to there where you look and you go, I've lived through this once. It took a long time to even come close to digging. I took a decade plus to dig out of that. Right. Do I want to go through that again? I mean, I don't want to look up and be 70 years old, to be honest with you, and go, I've just lived through this twice in my right. lifetime. And and I think that's the frustrating part. If you're a fan, is it, if you lived through that 90s, you can see this is it, maybe even worse. Right. And there's, it wasn't like a two year they dug out
1: of it, it was a 12, 13 year period before they dug out of it. Yeah, well, the, the problem with all of this, and, and Carolina was different because at the end of the year, you could be motivated as a player because you know, okay, there's a new staff new coming staff, in. Yeah. I got to start impressing somebody. Right now, with the Bengals, it's going the opposite. They have their coach, Doc Taylor's not going to get fired nope. this year. No, nope. so you already know what's coming back. So you have all these different aspects coming in, and now, you know, I thought going into the buy at zero and eight was rock bottom. I did, too. And I left Paul Brown Stadium Sunday, and I thought, well, this is now rock bottom. And we may not have hit. We right. may, rock bottom now would be
0: you lose to the Jets, and then you lose to the Dolphins, and
1: then you wind up going 0-16. That, right. I, I guess that's the rock bottom. Well, the, the demoralizing side for me is, for so long, and, and this, this goes back to this recent when I was coming out of the draft. Shotgun, well, you're a shotgun quarterback, you can't play in the NFL. you got to be an under center. Look how much just from that time to now the the game of football That's has a decade. evolved. It's only a decade, right? In a decade, we have now have almost exclusively shotgun. We have a quarterback Sunday that ran the option with another quarterback to another quarterback. They ran read option. I mean, offenses are changing so fast right now because of the Patrick Mahomes and the Deshaun Watson and the Russell Wilson and now Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers and all these players. And the, the, the scary thing is, for being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, is that I'm watching all these other teams do stuff and I'm watching the Bengals, like on like the hamster wheel, just run but, in place. But, and now you're thinking, okay, we're the worst team in the league and everyone else is separating from us because they have the understanding that they have to change stuff and no one in that building for Cincinnati wants to change anything. No, and,
0: and, and I think that, that's the part we've talked about this – ad nauseum on this podcast of that's the the thing as a fan. You don't have... There's nothing to cling to. The thing you cling to after last year was Marvin's gone, new coaches come in. I I cling to that for a little bit. I bought into that for a little bit. And and I don't have that to cling to anymore. Now it's... Oh, they might have the first pick in the draft. And and the sad part is it feels like no matter how they go, whether it's Joe Burrow or Tua and whatever camp you're in, it's going to go... It feels like it's going to go... No matter how this shakes down, it's it's going to go go wrong. It's going to go wrong. And... That's a terrible place to be, but this is where I feel like I've lived through this. I lived through them in, in 99, third pick in the draft. Yep. Top two quarterbacks gone. Well, we got to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints are offering you the moon. They're offering you their entire draft for that pick. Yep. For that pick. So you chose, not only did you choose the quarterback and, and bypass that, you chose completely the wrong, right. arguably one of the worst yep. quarterbacks in NFL history. Go look up his numbers, Achilles Smith. They yeah. were awful. He was awful. They didn't do their due diligence. He didn't know how to read a defense. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to study his playbook. He didn't want to do anything other than take the money and run. That's where this organization feels like it constantly lacks of not doing your homework. Cordy Glenn didn't do your homework. You didn't do your due diligence. You didn't talk to enough people who would tell you, hey, he's a lazy piece of crap who doesn't want to play football and doesn't really care to play football. You didn't do your due diligence. And that's why I've lost. I, I've never really had faith in this organization. I've lost all faith. I have yeah. none on any of them. Not not Duke Tobin. Yep. I think you're a clown. I I, yeah. I do. I prove me otherwise. Prove to me otherwise right. that you've done something successful other than maybe be a part of some drafts that Marvin Lewis successfully picked. Right. What else have you done? Yeah, because you've been the guy. Like Marvin, you, you're the one who told me at the combine last year. Well, we like our young linebackers.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they're really good. The, the guy that has so much control that Marvin, 10-plus years in, didn't even have say over drafting John Ross or not. Right. So someone has to be held accountable, and that's the problem now. There's is no accountability. Is the accountability, and it's not there. And it
0: trickles. That's where we're trickling it right. down, down to A.J. Green. Yep. It goes all the way Look, down. Look, if, if I'm Zach Taylor, and I know he's between a rock and a hard place with A.J. Green, mm-hmm. I'm almost at the stage where if I don't believe, and again, you're, you're dealing with some things here with injuries, you can only say so much but I'm going to simply say listen I think the guy's healthy I don't know why the hell he's not out there in my opinion he's healthy I've watched him move around yep. I think he should be out there instead I watch, it's, him, I watch
1: him his pregame videos day to day looks like he's a 1000% he's day to day he's day to day look
0: I'm I've always said this about coach go down swinging I don't need you to roll guys under the bus but if yep. a guy needs to have the bus rolled over him yep. roll it
1: yep. roll it well the problem with this whole hiring Came in, and, and I think we talked about this, and I've talked about it on Cincy 360 When you hired Zach Taylor, one, you didn't surround him with anything. No. Nope. Coaching-wise. Two, the roster was terrible. And three, my biggest concern with Zach Taylor, being a young coach that doesn't have the head coaching experience, what happens when things go bad? And they've gone worse than right. bad. Like, not, not, not starting four and four, what happens when you are now... 0 and nine, Your and you are losing control of the locker room. Y- yes, that is my question about Zach Taylor. Not if he can figure out this, if he can handle this. What happens now when you're going into a locker room with guys that are older, the same age as you, a little younger than you, and you're trying to motivate them? They're like, ah, eh, nope, dude. He's not lost, doing he, it. He's lost to Andy Dalton. Right. I mean, think about that for a minute. Andy Dalton's probably the consummate Andy team ran guy. scout. Team. Yeah. For Lamar Jackson, like, but no. Zach Taylor, the question is now, what do you do? Because the the team has not done anything around him. He's almost on an island right now. Mm -hmm. And you look at the bye week, what was everybody saying? Well, you know what? Credit Zach Taylor, he's kept that locker room together. Yeah. Well, now what happens when it starts to fall apart? Because now a... A Cordy Glenn situation, and now an A.J. Green. A.J. Green situation. And, and and again, this starts with the organization, because you mentioned the Marvin Lewis, and, and Mo uses this all the time. Marvin Lewis became a meat shield. Yes. Zach Taylor, this offseason, when this team should have been addressing roster issues, no, became a meat shield. They, because They
0: thought that, hey, this guy's from the right, right hand of God, Sean McVay. Yes. Look at, I, got, I had some in the organization that was mad about a column I wrote, that said, I think the guy skipped the pay grade. I'll withhold judgment. He yeah. said, look, we just got the hot guy off the hottest staff in, in the
1: NFL. Right. Hey, you're an idiot. But what that, the, that means nothing yeah. to me. But what the organization did is they, they put out the shiny Zach Taylor object and they expected everyone to just ignore that they didn't do anything. And the fans didn't. The fans, right. the fans went, I'm going to withhold judgment. And then they tried it again this whole, this whole season now. Zach Taylor's been thrown out there to make all the announcements. Mm-hmm. Cordy Glenn, A.J. Green, Well, look at Zach Taylor. They put, and in the then, face, they put him in the face of the team commercials, right? Yes, and then what happened? Then it's like, oh, oh, oh boy, the, the deadline's coming up. What do, what do we do? Andy Dalton, meat shield. Yes. Oh, look at Andy Dalton. We're not making any moves, but Andy Dalton, we're, we're benching our we're, quarterback. We're giving you fans what you wanted. Yeah. And now what is it? Now a, a rookie fourth-round quarterback is now the meat shield. Hey, Ryan Finley, look at Ryan Finley. We're 0-9, but, but all these problems like, – they, they, the organization has literally got by by pushing other people yes. to the front and, and saying, hey. any
0: common sense sees that yes. though,
1: Tony? Yes. It's like, hey, look at this. Take this. But I think for years they've been able to get away with that because of the Marvin Lewis tenure. It's like, oh, Marvin, 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 Marvin. And now they're just like, oh, okay, we'll just use Zach Taylor now. We'll use Andy Dalton. And now it's not working. And now you're getting worse. And now the questions aren't on the head coach, the personnel. The questions are on the front office. Because say what you want, around the league, people get it. Like someone in that Ravens war room in the 2018 draft stood up and said, get Lamar. Might, go have been, get, might have been John Harbaugh. Might have been. Go get Lamar. And not only did someone listen. Might have been the GM. But they built their whole team around Lamar. Went and got Three tight ends. Within a year. One got Mark Ingram. Go and, and get Earl Thomas and Marcus Peters. I watch other teams around the league. Someone for get the Hollywood Texans. Get Hollywood Brown. Yes.
0: Who caught the long ball in the first right. place of the game?
1: Hollywood Brown. Someone has to stand up in meetings to Andy Reid. Or maybe it's Andy Reid and say, well, I know we have Alex Smith. But. But there's this Mahomes guy. You know why? Because they do it. They're a scouting, and they don't miss on stuff like that. Yes. Man, this, this I'm telling you, Deshaun Watson is a can't miss. We have to take him before the Texans. Someone is saying that stuff. Because you look at draft reports and there's plenty of teams that say, uh, no, don't go after him. But someone has the understanding of teams around the NFL, John Lynch and what he's done in San Francisco, uh, what the Seattle Seahawks have done, building around Russell Wilson. Someone in those war rooms is smart enough to say, this is the guy. And right now it says that the Bengals do not have that in any way.
0: Yeah, in, in some of it, in fairness, I'll, I'll, I'll use the 15 draft as an example. I thought they were ahead of the curve drafting Cedric Obwehi and Jake Fisher. I did. And so I'm going to give them a mini pass for those two guys not mm-hmm. being successful. But the problem is, it's not just those two guys. Right. It's a multitude of guys. Malik Jefferson. It's guy after guy after guy. Mm-hmm. Drew Sample. I mean, Drew right. Sample. Was our, no one projected him as a second round that was pick. Literally, no
1: one That was literally the can't miss guy. Just sec- wait. Just wait till this year. Wait till you see what he does. Dude, a
0: second round pick needs to not only be a starter, but in theory, needs to probably
1: evolve into being a a Pro Bowl caliber player. Well, the year before they got Jesse Bates who led the team in tackles. And he's just a guy. Yeah. So I mean, your second round I've pick. I've asked you this
0: question before, and I don't even know if you remember the answer to this. Since 2013 or 2012. Maybe it's twelve. I'll go thirteen off the top of my head. Since two thousand and thirteen, you know how many Bengals that have been drafted in the in the draft since then have made the Pro Bowl? Do you know how many? Zero. One. One. Tyler Eifert made one Pro Bowl. I don't need you to have 20 pro bowlers, but mm-hmm. can you can you at least hit on, on some home run? I mean, Giovanni Bernard was a second-round pick. He's a backup running back. Yep. Okay. And what did you choose to do in this offseason? You chose to extend yep. him. Why? Because Double you're down. afraid that Joe Mixon's going to hold out next year. Right. That's really good business practice. Yep. That's really good business practice.
1: Not going to get you beaten anyway. No. Now, it, I, it, I, it, to me, like they're, the, the disconnect at every level of this organization has never been more apparent yes. than it is now. And the issue, again, becomes every team in the NFL evolves. And right now, the game's evolving faster than we've ever seen. it. the
0: Seattle Seahawks have reinvented themselves twice in the last six Mm -hmm. years. And granted, they've had Russell Wilson to reinvent themselves around. I'll give you that. But they have literally reinvented themselves twice in the span of six years to now where, arguably, after their win on Monday night over, over and they've got flaws. I mean, you watch them play, and you can see their flaws. Their flaw is they don't block very well, and the right. poor guy has to make every play under the sun. But they are also 8-2 and two somehow evolving. They've done it twice in the span of six years. Yep. And we've gone back and
1: hit rock bottom here. Well, look at the GMs around the trade deadline. GMs around the NFL quoted to saying they speak a different language. Yeah. Not all the other teams, this team. Why even try and to deal with them? Yeah. So what's going to happen? The rest of the league says, see you later. We will just move on and we'll yeah. be successful. And you keep doing what you're doing and being happy that no one goes to the games. And, it, and it's a glorified uh, home game for the away teams at this point. because Wait till fir- you see the Pittsburgh game.
0: Because oh. here's the thing. The secondary ticket market is so depressed yep. because those poor people are just trying to unload with their inventory, right? Yep. That place will be... F- I mean, is 70%, 75% Steelers fans yeah. in two well, weeks?
1: Well, you look at what's going to happen. Um, the Browns will be a home game for the Browns. Yeah, I don't the know Pat- if their fan base will care enough because they're going to be out of the it. The Patriots coming in, probably the last time you'll see Tom Brady yeah. here. Like, th- their, their only home game left may be the Jets. Because the the first play of the, the Ravens can game... You, can you imagine, what, what if the Jets day is a day like this? Ugh. With the snow yeah.
0: coming down, thirty Cold. degrees, can you, windy.
1: What would be your reason for going, other than you're miserable? Right. But, but can you imagine? I mean the 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 first play of the game against Baltimore sounded like. I mean, if you're trying to find your seat, you would think that the Bengals did just you, did. Did, did you go Sunday? I yes. didn't even ask you this. Yes. Okay. You went as, as a fan. Then I'm yes. assuming. Okay. I I never
0: heard because I was waiting for it. I don't even think the fans had the muster to boo. No. There wasn't. I mean, it's was almost like you know we're what I, here. You know Get what this I saw more with. I already paid my ticket. I'm good whether, with this. Whether
1: it was in line or whether it was at the seats, I honestly saw more laughing. Yes, I saw like it in front of, fans yeah. look at each other and they almost laugh, and that's their like coping. Now they just make fun of what's going on on the field. Like yeah. it, it's gotten to that point. And and I wanted to, I was trying to find it, but I wanted to look. You mentioned Drew Sample and the second round pick in last year's draft. These guys were taken in the second round: Will Hernandez, yep. who's starting for the Giants at guard; Nick Chubb, a oh, good running back; he's pretty good. Um, Darius Leonard playing linebacker for the Colts, one of the best linebackers going right now. Um, Ronald Jones, big game for the Buccaneers. Like these are all game. Cortland Sutton, Carrion um, Johnson, running back for the Lions. Dante Pettis, Christian Kirk. I mean, these are all names in the second round that are having big time roles with their team.
0: This and guy caught a three-yard pass, and
1: he came yes. in and blocked a little bit. Zach yeah. says he's making good progress, though. That's yes. good to know. That, see, like that that overall is the problem in itself. Yeah. Like, we now, we have a coach that, I mean, Mo and I joked about it yesterday. Do you do, you do a Gatorade bath if, if Zach Taylor gets a win this season? I mean, do you even celebrate it at this point? Because you'd almost be hurting yourself. And, and it says it is to say, do you want the Bengals to have the number one overall pick?
0: No, because my fear is they mess yes. it up.
1: Like I would rather them be two or three, and then you can't mess it up.
0: Yeah, you Well, you can still mess it up. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but True. at least, at least somebody's made a couple of choices for you, right? <laughs> Taking a couple of guys off your plate that you don't have to, have to argue about. Right. All right. Let's talk about the NFL very quickly. Um, every week it seems like lately, a new team evolves, or we've gotten to the point where there's no clear cut team. You know, the Patriots losing yep. to Baltimore. Baltimore feels like it's evolving, but that means Baltimore's probably on the verge of stubbing its toes somewhere along the line. Um, I thought the Saints were probably the best team Damn. in the NFC, if, if not the in the NFL, and they get beat at home by Atlanta. Maybe it's going to make for what's going to be a good playoffs. I mean, for a long time, it always seems like it's yeah. the Patriots and who's going to contend with the Patriots. I'm not so sure in both, both conferences you're not going to have a really good playoff setting up because... I don't think you can predict a whole lot of things. I still think Frisco's really good. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, they weren't going; they're not sixteen and zero good.
1: But I, just think, I think San Francisco goes as Jimmy G goes, and I don't well, know if he's at that level. The, 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 yet.
0: the point for Jimmy G has been made: is what happens when you're down 21-10. Mm-hmm. Now, to his credit, he brought him back from twenty-one yes. ten. Right? They tied the score, yep. had a chance to win it in the overtime, and, and did not. I, you know, I love Russell, but I don't think I think Dave got so many flaws that he he managed to. To overcome those over the long haul, but can he do it in the in in the playoffs? It makes it very very tough. Yep. Um, you know, Dallas seemed like a team that was evolving. Stubbed their toe at home to Minnesota. Minnesota the week before stubbed its toe at Kansas City without Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City gets Patrick Mahomes back, goes to Tennessee and loses to Ryan uh, Tannehill. Yeah. The, I, if you did a power ranking today,
1: who who would be your number one team? Would it be would it be Baltimore? To me, right now, it's Baltimore. Yeah. And I and I think the the thing with Baltimore when people ask me, I equate Baltimore to. At the high school level, locally here, Colrain, because it's something you never see. It's well, an, it's you, an
0: and, and you can't see. There's nobody you can put in practice right. to simulate so,
1: Lamar. So you can't simulate Baltimore's offense, much like you can't simulate Colrain's triple option when you haven't seen it.
0: You can simulate, you just can't simulate, yeah, just with can't the, same simulate the same dudes. Yeah.
1: So you get to that point, and now the NFL. We're talking NFL practices, and you've seen them. It's not like they're live, hard hitting no. practices. So you get two days to prepare for Baltimore's offense coming in. Three tight ends. Running the option, and to Lamar's credit, and we've talked about this. People talk about him running and stuff. He doesn't take a hit. He doesn't. I look. He, I, I'm the one. I still don't think it's sustainable, and I'm going to probably go to
0: go to my grave saying yep. that. And he's going to be a 15 year guy who never takes a big right. hit. Um, I've never not thought he was a good athlete. I've never. Th- I didn't think he was a great passer. And if you watch his mechanics, you're a quarterback. Right. I mean, mechanically, he's not the best, but he gets the job done. Right. I mean, he's, he's 15 to 17 on
1: Sunday, and one of his yeah. two incompletions was a spike. Yep, he's improving as a passer. And and you look at today's NFL, look at the quarterbacks that are getting hurt. It's not really the mobile ones. No, no, it's it like, it's a lot of pocket guys. Like RG three, Cam Newton, those guys. Like I can remember them taking bad hits. But well, because Cam wants to hit right. you. But it's like Roethlisberger, pocket guy, got hurt. Jacoby, Luck, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Like these guys that are athletic enough Aaron to extend the play. A couple years ago. Right. So you look at that. There there might be something there. But you go up and down the NFL. I agree. Like I'm not sold on the Patriots. Because they played one good team so far, it right. was the Ravens, and they lost. And they could have got boat raced if not for a fumbled punt. Uh, I look at the Saints.
0: I like Houston more and more, but yeah. they still got flaws. I mean, poor Deshaun yep. Watson runs for his life half there's the
1: time. The the there's no like you said, there's no clear cut because every team you can find a couple different flaws. Like I thought the Saints
0: I thought were, they were the a, most complete a can't miss and, and then, they may still be. Maybe it was yeah. just a
1: single game they stubbed their toe. They and and scored it nine against a, a bad Falcons team. Again, a Falcons team, and by the way, at one and seven, Arthur Blank came down and spoke to the media and said, hey, we're going to get it fixed. This isn't acceptable. They come out and say what you want. They're out of the playoff race, but they just beat the Saints in yeah. New Orleans. Fan beat base has a little something to go around yeah. on. So you have excitement there. Um, other than that, though, like Packers maybe? The, the Packers maybe. have been impressive. I, I, you still have Aaron. I, yeah, I, I can't and bet on the Cowboys. Good. I can't, either. can't bet on the Vikings because they're not consistent enough. I I look at a handful of teams, but, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And, and watching – like, the, the most frustrating thing to me is watching a rival of the Bengals that's currently in the playoffs. Like, watching the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they've done. Like, are, are you telling me you, lost. you lose Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, you have all this outside Ryan noise, Ryan Shazier, you start the season off terrible. you go to Mason Rudolph, everyone in the NFL criticizes you because you trade a first-round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, and all of a sudden you are right now in the playoffs. Because they decided they're not going to sit on their thumbs. Because an organization does something. Yes. And they say, you know what, we're going. I'm not. The organization said, we're not taking a chance missing with a first-round pick. Let's go get something that's guaranteed. And now you match them with Devin Bush, with Watt, with Hayden. All of a sudden, a younger defense that's just going to get better over the course. And you seem to have a quarterback that you trust in Mason Rudolph. He's making more and more plays. Evolving. Like, he's only going to get better. So, for me, the Steelers, right now, if you're a Pittsburgh fan... As crazy as this last year has been with losing guys, you're sitting back and and you'd be talking right now of you know what, all we're going to do is get better each week. We're a young defense that's improving. Our quarterback's going to get better. Like we are just going to keep growing, and that to me is that's that's frustrating, being a Bengal fan and saying well the Ravens have figured it out, the Steelers have figured it out. What are we doing? Like why why are we not changing like everybody else? And and again we've mentioned it has to be everything. You got to have the GM. The trades, the free agency, scouting you got to be able to coach full, it, the scouting full department. staff because, scouting department. Because look at the other team in the division. You could say Cleveland has it all on the roster. They made free agent moves, they made trades, they made draft picks. At least they're trying. But guess what? They don't have the guy in place that can run it all. So you, it, everything needs to click to be one of the teams talked about as elite, but at least they are trying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. We're the only team not trying.
0: All right. Let me give you one sobering statistic. Let me give you a number and see if you Oh, I'm yeah, because the that's what I need. 100 to 27. Do you know what 100 to 27 is? The so score. It is. Of that's the last two Bengals games coming out of the bye, they lost 51-14 last year, 49-13 this year. 100 points after the bye. With two weeks to prepare the last two years, the Bengals defense, and guess what that defense has? The same
1: personnel um, as last year. What did we do on a bye? What, the, what did we work on? We were evaluating guys <laughs> We had a, We had a one-hour
0: country club practice yeah. is what we had.
1: We were evaluating guys for yeah, the future. Yeah,
0: that's right. We're going to evaluate. All right, keep evaluating us because we're going to move on and talk some college football next. we got high school football still ahead and much, much more. It's the weekly Angry Quarterbacks podcast from
1: your friends at ESP Media from the James Rapine Memorial Studio. Ramaldo has been helping men, and now women, looked their best for over 50 years. Established in 1968 by Master Taylor Romaldo in the quaint community of Madeira, Ohio, Romaldo has become a Cincinnati staple for authentic menswear, bespoke garments, and old-world tailoring. Gathering national recognition while staying true to their goal of delivering exceptional products with unparalleled service, Romaldo is truly a destination for any style-minded individual. Located at 7121 Miami Avenue in the heart of Madeira, Rimaldo is more than just a suit shop. Stop in for anything from denim and t-shirts to sport coats, sweaters, grooming products, and much more. As we approach the holidays, Rimaldo is your one-stop shop for the best gifts for the men and women in your life. Centrally located just 15 minutes from downtown, 10 minutes from Hyde Park, and a quick jaunt from Mason, Rimaldo, suited for the everyday man. 7121 Miami Avenue in
2: Madeira. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action. Getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Are you looking to produce your own podcast? ESP Media has state-of-the-art audio and video production studios available for you. Our studio rental rates are the most competitive in town. Contact us today at sales at espmediasn.com or 513 655 4966. That's 513 655 4966. It's your podcast. We just produce it. Welcome
0: back into the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast. We just talked some NFL and the Bengals. Um, it's segment two. We'll talk
1: some college football. We still got some high we school start football. This, ahead. Can we do four segments What's, on a, the show? A separate Bengals can segment. Can we do NFL, high school, College and then Bengals and then Bengals, okay. About a thirty-second quick hit. Of, yes, of, of quick hits. <laughs> Bengals <laughs> lose. Bengals, All zero right. and nine. Have a good thanks night. For, thanks for listening.
0: Have a good night, everybody. All right, let's talk some college football. We'll start with uh, with the UC Bearcats, your beloved team, mm. your alma mater. Um, did what they were supposed to do against UConn, but but I, I guess the impressive part was get getting getting it over with as quickly as they yeah. did. And you called it the get right game, and I yeah. think they needed that. Des Ritter still wasn't overly accurate yeah, throwing the football. Um, and maybe that's a good thing because you say, hey, if he starts to pick that back up, uh, I think. The, the, the,
1: he took one of the hardest hits I've he, seen oh a quarterback my gosh, take in a I, long I, time. I, I, I
0: would agree with that because I was yeah. watching, believe it or not, I was watching more of that for a chunk than I was watching LSU Alabama. Yeah, a lot I of people were. I, I and, and people were happy
1: that UC got it done yeah, at it halftime nice so they could switch over to the Bama. It was very nice
0: of them to do that. Um, just what, what were your takeaways? Was it, was it the get right game you were hoping yeah. for? Well, and maybe in retrospect, you look at East
1: Carolina and go, Right. Damn, maybe they're pretty good offense. They're, they're a train wreck defensively, obviously. I, I look at uh, what East Carolina, 535 passing yards. Johnson, their freshman receiver, had over 240 yards against UC. Well, they had some cat that had, he what, didn't have a, catches? He didn't have a catch against SMU, and they scored 51. They had a guy, their slot receiver, Snead, had 19 catches. catches yeah. Like, So I look at that game, and I say, okay, maybe ECU's figured something out on offense. And And I look at our defense, and everyone after a game like last week says, well, the secondary's got to be better. True. But the linebackers have to be better. Sure, the Aylers drop back. The pass rush he dropped has back 52 times and didn't get sacked right. against UC. Pass rush has to be better. So you come into this game, um, you hold them under 3.2 or under 3.5 yards of play, and you hold them to 70 passing yards. You have five sacks on the day. To me, the defense got right. Offense, I wasn't questioning. Dokes, good to see him get over 100 yards in the end zone. Warren, multiple touchdowns. Montgomery, the freshman, gets in. Josiah DeGuire, who I think can, is making a case to play at the next level yeah, he's as very, a tight end, two really more good. touchdowns, uh, playing great football. So that comes together. They block a punt for the third consecutive game, a complete game. But what I was most impressed about, things got away from them mentally in that ECU game. Ten penalties in the first half, a lot of those being personal foul penalties. They were penalized twice against UConn. One was late in the fourth quarter. Up until then, they had one for five yards. So only, you'll, you'll, you'll live with that. Yeah, so only two penalties. You clean that up. You clean the defensive side up, offense, and you gain some confidence. Get an interception in the secondary. I like what the Bearcats did. I still want to see Des Ritter just mechanically. I mean, he's missing some throws high. And I, I know that Des Ritter is a, is a stud and he's going to be a stud. Ben Bryant looked great, too. I was, he, yeah, I getting he, I thought, mop up time. Ben yeah. Bryant throws a really good, really good pass. Well I thought that
0: was good to get him get him because yeah. if
1: Des does go
0: down, you need to right. see what you've got. And yeah, this
1: is this is the day and age in in, high, in in college football where you have to play multiple quarterbacks through a season because guys get banged up. But I love what Des brings to the table the toughness, the ability to run, the ability to extend plays, to make the right throws, get the team in the right checks. Um I, I think that was a huge game for UC and now It it turns to the next test because the last couple games on the road, this team hasn't played consistent. Weren't consistent in Houston. They weren't consistent against (laughs) ECU. (laughs) No, not at all. And now you go to a team that – a coach probably fighting for his life. Uh, A team team that always has athleticism and has guys. You're playing – like if you're playing South Florida here this week, you're great because they come to the cold. You're going to their climate. Uh, It's just one of those games where if you stumble early – and let a team stay around, then you're going to be in for a dogfight. Well, the only,
0: only thing I can tell you, though, is I, I know everybody was hoping for this, that, that great Ohio State win, and it didn't happen. The thing, though, that, that, that I've noticed about Luke's teams the last two years, actually, I'll even go last three years, because even that 4-8 team, mm-hmm. I thought at times even that 4-8 team got better. They The result yeah. maybe wasn't wasn't yeah. what you would have wanted, and they weren't very talented, obviously, because he was having to restock from Tommy's nonsense. Um, but... It feels like his teams get better as the season goes yeah. along. And with the light at the end of the tunnel, I think he is just a good enough coach, mm-hmm. and he's got enough talent that that he sees what that light could be, yeah. which is the New Year's Six Bowl. I know I'm probably pie in the sky here, because trust me, SMU is not going to be easy, and Temple's not going to be easy, and this game's not going to be easy. Right. but.
1: Memphis. I have, or Memphis, rather. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, not SMU. Memphis. Memphis might have to be back-to-back weeks. And so. it may be. And, 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 the, and the, the, you would the, hope that the second one is yeah. here. The problem going into that, though, is like you can lose one and still win the conference yes. championship, but you can't get to that New Year's Six. Right. You have you, to I, win out. Yeah, you probably would, because Boise would yeah, probably wind gonna, up with a loss. Yeah, or somebody, still, yeah. App State is still alive. App State still alive, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but but I, it just feels like his teams get better. Yeah. And I think that's a sign of a good coach and a good staff yeah. and a guy who sees the long play. Yep,
1: yeah. and I think... When you look at that ECU game, that wasn't a locker room that was dejected. They were happy to get out of there with a win when they shouldn't have. And what I think that did for a coaching staff. It's a great coaching moment. Well, you're always trying to find a way to motivate. And I think for Luke Fickle and his staff, that played itself out for him. You guys mess up. ECU almost got us, fellas. And I I think that's a lot easier than trying to be like the rah-rah, lock in. we got to have a great week of practice. It's UConn. I think you just say, hey, look, this is what we want to get to. And we play like this. And we almost lost everything. And I think that's enough to snap their attention back. And I think that's what you saw. You saw a focused team yep. go take care of business against UConn. Because UConn
0: is awful. And players know they're yep. awful. And they yep. didn't let that creep in.
1: Yep. They, they took care of business like they should have. I like Luke Fickle. Kept the starters coming out of the half. To yeah. say, okay, yeah. come out and show that you can now come back after the first half and do it. And they did. And you go in and, and, and you get a big win and you again, you again, you take the Ohio State game and look what Ohio State's done yeah, since they're just you're eight and one good. You're an eight and one football team, uh, with, with winnable games ahead. Yep. Great opportunities.
0: All right, Ohio State did what they were supposed to do and and they, they chose not to bring their starters out for the second half and, and still clobbered Maryland. Maryland that, they're embarrassing. I mean, there are a couple embarrassing teams in the Big Ten. Maryland's Maryland, embarrassing, Maryland, and the team they're
1: playing this week, Rutgers, is embarrassing. Maryland scored like 70 points the first week.
0: They scored 63. They scored yeah. 70, I believe, on Howard. Yeah. Okay, but then scored 63 the next week on Syracuse. Syracuse. Now, Syracuse has proven to not be a very good team this year. They were actually ranked at the time Maryland yeah. did that to them. But it looked—it literally looked like men and boys playing yeah. that game on
1: Sunday. It, yeah. Or Saturday, really. And it like really you, did. And like you said, well, look Sunday ahead. 50 and a half. They're going on the road. I'd lay it. Yeah, against a Big Ten team. I'd lay it. They're at because Rutgers. Because here's the
0: thing: I, I feared coming out because they were laying 43 on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. And it was 42 nothing at halftime. In the very first drive, the backup quarterback fumbles deep into Maryland territory, and you're probably thinking, of when you laid the 43, oh god, it's going to wind up. This game's going to wind up 42 to nothing. No, no, the yep. backup still rolled up 31 yep. points, 31, yep. despite fumbling down by the goal line. Yes, or it would have been 38. And that's the thing. When you're looking at that number, I know it'd be scary to lay, right? But when they put their backups in, their it's back not going to are matter. Better
1: than any of yes. Rutgers starters.
0: I mean, their backups are dudes. Yep. That's to me. I, I know tonight's going to be the second CFP. Uh, I know LSU was ranked number one in the AP, and I think deservedly so. Great game. You know they've got a couple of better wins on their resume than Ohio State does. But every time I watch Ohio State, I I look and go, I I don't find a flaw. I don't see a flaw. They had a great I don't know if you saw. Did you see the special teams play they made at Ohio State on the kickoff? No. Where I think it was 21 nothing, and the kicker, he popped one over the front line. Oh, yeah, the, Guy the, caught on the side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're even doing stuff like that. Yep. Uh, they've got a great punter, the LaSalle kid, Chrisman. Um, I mean, they've. They, I'm not sure. Well, find me their flaw in Ohio State. There can they can, can Can they run the ball? There isn't one. Can they throw it? Yep. Do they have a dynamic passer? Do they have a dynamic quarterback who can make plays when plays break down? Yes. Do they have uh, a defense that can stop the run? Do they Absolutely. have a defense that can pressure the passer? Do they have a secondary that can stop the passer? I, I don't find a flaw. No. LSU, as much as I, I, I respect what they did to go to Tuscaloosa yeah. and win, um, to play Texas on the road and win. Daddy got that big one. You know
1: what? are what we to do. we we Can we stop one thing? What's that? Players videoing and recording stuff in the locker room. Yeah, after the I'm game. not a big fan of that either. Like, that's supposed to be in the locker room. Yeah, I'm that, not a big fan a, of that that, that makes it a bad look. Break the tide. Break them. got
0: me admit, it was pretty good, though. Oh, it was fantastic.
1: <laughs> like, I would love to play for Coach O.
0: Oh, said the thing is... Coach O, everybody's always talked about him as a recruiter. It's just he comes off as a buffoon as a coach. Yeah. And guess
1: what? Getting it done. He getting it done. Is, uh, we call him We call him with, with that game, oh. is Bama out of the, the playoff? All right, that was going to be my question for you. I, I, I say,
0: it, it, as we sit here today, the answer would be no. But I do think this. I, I, look, I, you can make a case for for Penn State beating Ohio State. I guess I just don't see it. So let, let's assume Not Ohio, up to what I saw. Let's just say Ohio State runs the table. I think that's a fair assumption mm-hmm. to make. LSU gets to the SEC championship game. Now, try this one on for size. Let's say LSU gets to the SEC championship game to face one loss Georgia. Yeah, and one loss Georgia, Georgia wins. Georgia wins. They both go. And Alabama with one
1: loss would be on the outside looking yep. in. Correct. Yeah, they'd be playing UC in the uh, Cotton Bowl. Oh, my. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you want that? Would you like that? Huh? Would you I'd like get that? Get a first hand look at
0: Tua. Yeah, it's a good call. I think if I was a UC player, I'd like that. Why not? Why not? Get a chance out I mean, you like getting your ass kicked by Carlos Dunlap, didn't you? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was fun. I <laughs> know, uh, honestly, going into that game, though, was, was that pretty cool to go up against a, t- yeah. a program oh, like absolutely. that on a state? Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah.
1: The end result wasn't so good. Yeah. And but, hopefully UC has their coaching staff for it. That would be most helpful. All
0: right, so so the other team that's creeping into the conversation is Oregon. And I just don't know how because Auburn's the one that beat them. Yeah. And I would say, let's just say Alabama then beats Auburn with one loss.
1: Alabama has to be ahead of yeah. Oregon, doesn't it? Well, I was going to say, I mean, at this point, I mean, Auburn could very well beat Alabama. And yeah, well I mean, if they but if they do that's two losses yeah. for Alabama and right. see you later. But yeah. what but what happened is Alabama opened the door for a few teams. Like Oklahoma has a little bit of life now. Utah and Oregon have Utah a little Utah and Oregon life. have a little life. Georgia benefits the most
0: because of Georgia Penn State now because if it can bounce back. now I know you could argue with me and go well Minnesota's got some life yeah I guess they do I don't see them running the
1: table but still can't buy into that I
0: gotta give him credit man he's a hokey goofy corny guy players love it but dude coaches he's really good and And Tanner Morgan the Ryle High School quarterback he's getting the job done all right so I'll put your put the cap
1: on you who are your four tonight if you put the four four top four up there I still in, think, in order. I still think tonight, Bama will be four. I do too. I think Clemson is three, yep. Ohio State two, LSU. Is That's one. just like the AP has it. So yeah, and I think, I think the message that they'll send with Alabama at four is if other teams falter down the stretch, bama, bama got Will stay. One. Yeah, but if teams get big wins, they'll jump Bama, and I think you'll see Bama slide down. I think it gives Georgia.
0: I, I didn't think Georgia had much hope. Yeah. I think now Georgia, Georgia has, has all the, kinds of hope. They right. have all kinds of hope yep. because
1: if they get to the title game, win the title game, win that, you're in. And LSU would be and in. And LSU is probably in as well. Yeah. And I then think. you get Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah, I think that, that's so probably somewhere the case. O- along those lines. So, uh, I, I, what, what, what out if out of all this, uh, though, I'm giving you another one. If, what if
0: Baylor runs the table, which won't. would mean beating Oklahoma probably twice? I don't think
1: they will, but what if. And then you have to put them in. If they're undefeated and they have two wins against Oklahoma, I don't, I don't think there's any chance in, in, you know, in anywhere that they do that. I don't either. Um, I think I think He's Oklahoma, a good coach too, by the way, yeah. Matt Rule. But I think Oklahoma has an opportunity to beat an unbeaten Baylor. Well, yeah, and get themselves back into to this talk and this contention. But it'll be interesting to see the one team that's just sitting back and they've stayed super quiet. And it's crazy to me because how successful they've been is Clemson. No one talks about them. Everyone's just kind of like, ah, eh, it's Clemson. No, we keep trying I, to try. I, I for the whole season, I've been trying to shove them out. Yep, and they're just going to stay there. They're going to stay quiet. And what they've done the last couple of years, they've gotten the playoff and dominated. Do you believe, and I don't believe in this, but I'm believing in it more. Do you believe Clemson, because it's got
0: such an easy path in the ACC, where it doesn't have to play its A game week in and week out, where an LSU has had to bring its A game a handful of times already? Yeah. And you only have so many of those in the bag. You really do. Do you think that benefits, Clemson? The, the, the flip side of the theory would be, well, they're not tested enough. But the other side to it is... Well, they don't need to be. They're yeah. good enough not to be, and they're pretty mentally f- it's they're, a lot easier. And they're
1: on them. pretty fresh by the time right. they get to the two games they have to win, which is the semifinals and the finals. Yeah, I think mentally it's a lot easier on them because they too. can just kind of say, "Okay, we know that even if we don't have our best, we can win this game." If you're LSU and you're playing, like you have to be your best. I mean, that LSU Alabama game was, and it just it looked like you. a national
0: title game, yeah. right? It it, just, yep. and it had the feel of it. It had all the all the earmarkings of it, yep. except it's a regular season it game that means a lot. You. Yeah, I, I think it does too. Don't worry on me. I just come on out of here. I'm going to pick some out of my ass. I, 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 give me some shrimps. I love Coach Joe. I just do. I'm in. All right. Do, how, how well do you know Eddie Grand? Do you know Eddie Grand well at all? Uh, I, I
1: just threw his time at UC. Okay. It's not good right now. He's bothering me. Yeah. It's, just, it's not good.
0: Can, look, I, I love what Lynn Bowden's done. I do. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool to see him playing that position because they needed him in the time I mean, of need. You sound so dejected. My God, you Can you please play a quarterback at quarterback and mm-hmm. put him back at wide receiver and punt returner, please? And you know, you can occasionally put him yeah, back there, wild the Wildcat. Time. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Third and two, I'm I'm fine. Yep. But please, uh, the, the, the thing is, I was talking to to, to Doug Pelfrey. He's a UK alum, and and uh, we do the Sunday night segment on, on local 12 talking Bengals. God love Doug. Um, Doug, by the way, is one of the losingest players of all time. So he'll be the first to tell you he lost in high school, he lost in college, he lost with the Bengals. He is—he—he he fully admits it and he knows it. Um, but he's a great guy. Uh, but we were talking, I said, I said the sad part about this Kentucky team—if Terry Wilson doesn't get hurt, the schedule this year was actually pretty right, it was damn easy. Set up easy. in their favor. I, I'm not so sure with Terry Wilson, and maybe it was time and circumstance. If they go down to Georgia with Terry Wilson healthy, and maybe beat Georgia the way Georgia was playing at that time. Yep. That's what's so frustrating. the
1: opportunity was there. Yeah, that's what's so frustrating. 100%. All right,
0: speaking of not frustrating, though, how about the Miami Redhawks? Hey, Maxion, Maxion baby. They got another Maxion. They got a Maxion tomorrow night playing Bowling Green at home. They're in the driver's seat in the East because they have a one-game lead over Ohio, one-game lead over Buffalo, and guess what?
1: They hold the tiebreaker against both. Chuck saves his job. Love it. It Saves his job. They'll go to a bowl game this year. Go to that St. Petersburg Bowl. Man, you want to talk about a a good Maxion game tonight? Who we got? Eastern Michigan traveling to 0 and 9 Akron. 0 and 9 Akron, which I believe is averaging like
0: eight points a game. Yeah. They are dreadful. Buckle in. They are, is that still Terry Bowden? Buckle in.
1: Is he still the I coach at Akron? I think so. I think, I think he is too. No, he's. Yeah, I think he is at Akron. The name can only carry you so far. It only gets a good, very good point. All right, we'll take a timeout. Good out. thing there's basketball on tonight. Yeah,
0: there is. Kentucky's got some Evansville. Xavier's got some Walter Missouri. McCarty. What? Coach what? in Evansville. Bringing them up. yeah, Br- Bringing them back to up. All right, when we continue, we got some high school football to talk about. One team left in Indiana after a big upset Ooh. last week. East Central goes down, but Lawrenceburg's still alive. And we go to round two in Kentucky, where there's not a lot of great matchups there. We're getting closer to some. But in Ohio round two, holy schmoly, do we got some matchups to talk about. We'll do that fun. and more
1: when we continue. It's the Angry Quarterbacks from your friends at ESP Media. When choosing a law firm, experience counts, as well as empathy and personal attention. Since 1986, the dedicated team of attorneys and staff at Fox & Fox have shared a passion for winning and aggressively fighting to obtain justice our clients deserve. But victory is not the only driving force at Fox & Fox. We also measure our success by the well-being of the people we serve. Call 513-961-6644 today or contact us online at foxfoxlaw.com for a free initial consultation regarding workers' compensation, social security disability, or criminal law.
2: Getting answers, finding solutions, Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions, taking action, getting the truth, Local 12 News investigates. ESP Media has been producing and operating websites, mobile apps, game films, broadcasts, and social media content since 2010. We have entered into an exciting partnership with Sidearm Sports, the number one provider of collegiate athletic websites in the world. If you're reevaluating your athletic website's overall look and day-to-day operation, ESP Media can assist you. Reach us today at 513-655-4966 or email us at sales at ESPmediasn.com. Join ESP Media and Sidearm Sports to be the leader
0: welcome back in segment three of the angry quarterbacks podcast i'm richard skinner from local 12 and local 12.com with the real quarterback tony pike of reading high school uc and carolina panthers fame he's very proud to be a a uh, reading high school alum yes you're you're very proud of that yes you gonna go back there and coach one day
1: no (laughs) reading high school i'm going back to speak this thursday what are you gonna speak about i don't know yet
0: What's the? Are you speaking to students? Are you no. speaking to football players? No, I believe it's uh, a banquet.
1: I believe it's youth athletics in today's world.
0: Okay, you got a prepared speech, or are you just going to wing it? Usually, just you when like You're a wing it kind of guy. I just wing it. I'm a wing it kind of guy too. I, I give me. Give I me can't like, go in with a prepared. speech. Have you ever written a prepared speech? No. I, I I did have to do that at times in my life, and I found it to be, I found it to be much easier
1: to just just riff. Give I mean, I like to riff. Give me uh, give me two minutes. And I'll just open it up for questions. That's when you get the, who's your best player you ever played against? <laughs> yep.
0: Give me two So minutes. who would it be? Who's the best player you ever played against? Played against? Uh,
1: who's who's
0: who's the most famous guy to tackle
1: you? Uh, Cam Chancellor or Carlos
0: Dunlap. Okay, there you go. Who hit you the hardest? What player tackled you and, and left you uh, thinking, man, that, that one hurt?
1: Uh, Brandon Spikes got me pretty good. Brandon Spikes. And that Sugar Bowl. A lot of guys, Jason Pierre-Paul got me pretty good at South Florida. A lot of guys
0: got you in that shit. Jason, I,
1: at one point, South South Florida had George Selvey and Jason Pierre. George Paul, Selvey was a good player, and they like they pancake like they they met together. They, they met at you, yeah. They met at me, and that didn't feel very good.
0: And you were kind of Ryan Finley esque, right? You weren't exactly like two hundred and twenty five pounds of
1: of of muscle. Yeah, that wasn't very. good. I will
0: say Ryan Finley did take a hit. I think you're the one that's made that point of of him not being yeah. all that big. He
1: took a hit on that interception. Oh my goodness! Holy I, cow!
0: I, I the way he landed, I can't believe he did. His head didn't. Yep cause a concussion because he oh, was, got way late on that interception. He got
1: crushed.
0: That was brutal. Alright, let's talk some high school football, Tony. um, We'll start in Kentucky and work our way back to, uh, to um, well, we'll start in Indiana mm-hmm. where East Central unfortunately got beat, but Lawrenceburg is still alive and, and we both, I mean, their only loss was to East Central um, this, this year. Uh, I I think they continue to have a good shot. They're in the sectional championship game, which is technically the it's it's three more wins is what you need to win a state championship. So the winner of this goes on to uh, to the state semifinals in in three A. They're playing um, Heritage, Hills. Heritage Hills, which is twelve and zero undefeated, but it is at Lawrenceburg. Yeah.
1: Harrisville um, just ranked second. They are, but I, I don't know how that's a home game for Lawrenceburg. But. I, I don't
0: know how they how the Indiana works with the home and home. I really yeah. and truly don't. But obviously Lawrenceburg got a home game. I guess the the disappointing thing is I think you thought this East Central team was one that could could run the table. Yeah, and they and lose they got, seventeen they got, fourteen to Mooresville.
1: Yeah. yeah, that 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 to me is a big loss. I thought East Central could run the table. I think Lawrenceburg. I think this is the game. Yeah, this is, it feels like if you win this game, then you can win win it all. It almost feels it almost feels this is the. The championship here. but they
0: keep. They're playing really well. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean they, they've they've continued to get better. Some of it's because of health. They got a key wide receiver. Yeah, they, back. Get,
1: they get, get Gavin Yoon back, who's the quarterback's brother. So he comes back, and again, when you miss a guy like that early in the year, gives a chance for others to develop. And now they have options all over at receiver. Uh, Gary Yoon, the quarterback's playing well. They run the ball well, and defensively, they've been getting the stops that they needed. Yep. So it'll be it'll be very interesting to see if if Lawrenceburg can get past this week. I think they got a really good shot of bringing home a title.
2: Right, let's
0: work our way backwards in Kentucky in Class 6A, District 6. The winner of this game moves on to the – and the weird thing is now in Kentucky, they're using an RPI system after this round. Mm-hmm. So they're, rank, they're matching up teams based on RPI and based on region. But the winner of this game will move on to what is essentially the state quarterfinal round. Dixie Heights 5-6, and six, Simon Kenton 7-4. and four. Simon Kenton beat him in the regular season. In Class 5A, District 5 – Connor goes to Covcath. Connor beat Highlands for the second time this season, yeah. and something I didn't think was going to happen, yeah. but it did. But Covcath is almost otherworldly, and I just I, I I'm happy for Dave Trosper that he's he's a really good coach and he's done great things. I, they're just not good enough to be. Yeah. I'm not sure anybody. Okay. I'm not sure anybody in the States good out. enough to beat Covcath. Correct. I mean, LaSalle wasn't good enough to be within three touchdowns of Cove. And LaSalle very good. In Class 4A, District 6, Scott trying to avenge a loss to Holmes. Holmes got the one seed. Ben Neville's my guy there. Uh, that should be a pretty good game. Scott looking to get some revenge. And, again, the winner moves on to the state quarters. In Class 2A, Newport at Beachwood. Beachwood beat Newport handily earlier this year, so you would suspect the they'd move on. The Woods. This is the Woods' time of year. It's the Woods' time of year, baby. Get them to the playoffs. They play a tough schedule. In Class 2A, District 5, Walton Verona playing an Owen County team. Owen County was 3-7. and seven. Upset Carroll County um, in round one. So, Walton Verona would seem to have this the upper hand system. there. I know you do. Love it. In Class A, District 5, Bishop Brosser has to go to number 1 seed, Nicholas County. Um, Nicholas County 8-3 and three and beat uh, Brosser earlier this year. And in Class A, our guy Paul Kramer in Newport Still Central Catholic. I, you know, from what I was told, if they can get not past this, they'll, they'll get past Ludlow. The next game for them may be their toughest one on the way to a state championship uh, where they would likely play Louisville Holy Cross.
1: So, uh, Newcath, uh, with, a, with yeah. a good
0: chance. That, that would be very,
1: very cool. All right, let's go to Ohio. Give me, give me Lawrenceburg, Newcath, and Beachwood all in state. I, I like it. It would be great. Those are your guys. I love it. Cam Hergen at Beachwood. Yep. Paul Kramer. Yeah. And, and the Hewn kid. Yep,
0: Garrett Hewn. That's very, very good. All right, in Ohio, still alive, and these would be Saturday games. Division 5, Region 20, Taft continues rolling along. They'll play West Liberty-Salem at Miamisburg, um, the historic Holland Field, which I love you that know,
1: setting. Have you ever been to Miamisburg? I have not, but if, if if Ohio ran their playoff system like Kentucky, I think Redding would still be alive. <laughs> no, they, they would have been alive for round one, is what they would have been alive for. Uh, I've told you this all season, I,
0: I love this Taft team. and yep. I'm, I'm rooting for Jeff Cargile and his guys. I think they're well coached. Um, they're very watched sound against, defensively. It was
1: televised against Beachwood. I watched that they game. They were. I, I broadcast yeah, that game. I was game. impressed. We, I had it on mute. You impressed with the broadcast? <laughs> I had it on mute. <laughs> Darn it. I was hoping for a critique. I like to know. practice, so I, I mute it and uh, call and the you, game. You call the game yourself? I have parties, and I have I have family over, and they sit on the couch. And, and listen I, to you. I broadcast the game. <laughs>
0: it's a thrill for the people at the party, <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, also on Saturday, Division 4, Region 16, the rematch of Wyoming and Indian Hill. It was 21-18 just two yeah. weeks ago. How hard is it, do you think, for... For Wyoming, I mean, we're, it's one thing if you play them in week two, you're yeah. probably a different team by this. We're talking two weeks removed from that last game. Yeah. Or is it good for Wyoming that it was so close that it, it
1: snaps yeah. them to attention? I think it snaps them to attention. I think, it was that the game Prater went over 300 rushing yards? Yes. So, I mean, Indian Hill did all they could to stop him passing.
0: I heard he was returning kickoffs the other night, by the way. Yeah.
1: Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me either. So, he, Indian Hill stops him as a passer. He runs for 300 yards. He just... He's too dynamic. I think Wyoming has the edge in this one. But
0: if you're Indian Hill, though, you played him within 21-18. Right. No, if you're Indian and, and Hill, and you for, say for lot, we, yeah. we gave
1: up 300 rushing yards to a quarterback and we were still in it. I think that gives you a little confidence. I just think at the end of the day, Wyoming is too much.
0: Roger Bacon and their fine running back, Corey Ooh. Kiner, they're 10-1 taking on Valley View. That game will be played at Lakota West Firebird Stadium. By the way, the Wyoming-Indian Hill game, princeton. you can hear here on ESP Media, and it will be played at princeton Fight viking Stadium. Because Princeton is done. Princeton is done. Yes. I, I broadcast their game Friday mm-hmm. against Colrain. We'll get to that here in just a second. We're moving down the line. All right, in uh, on Friday, Division Three, Region Twelve. How about Hamilton-Baden? They put it on Ross. Uh, maybe, maybe that shocked me. Maybe it shouldn't have. But man, they just they they were up. I think at one point in the first half, I think it was thirty-five nothing. Maybe it's yeah, a
1: little bit of a statement
0: game. A little bit. They're eight and three, and they will take on um, Greater Catholic League co-ed rival Alter, which comes in seven and four. That game being played at Monroe Hornet Stadium in division 2, LaSalle 9 and 2 will take on undefeated Columbus Walnut Ridge that game being played at Bellbrook Miami Valley South Stadium. I mean, I guess I got to tip my cap to the team that's 11 and 0, but they also were only the 5 seed which tells me harbin wise yeah. despite being undefeated, schedule they didn't wise. have
1: a huge they didn't have a big schedule. Yeah, and 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 again, props to little Miami a great season. Uh just came into a buzzsaw. I mean, I was I think that was against, 35-0 yeah, nothing in the first quarter. I mean, LaSalle's defense flex her muscle. Um again I, I think LaSalle is the team to beat in, in Division 2.
0: I do too. Well the team to beat in Division 2 didn't make the play, didn't make the playoffs, that is correct. unfortunately
1: in Winton Woods. The team to beat the team to beat. Yes,
0: that's correct. Um and number 3 Harrison, 10 and 1 taking on number 7 St. Francis de Sales. For Harrison, you got to like the window of opportunity. They upset the 2 seed in round 1 did de Sales. Yep. And maybe it's not an upset cuz it's Turpin and and, and Sales always plays a tough schedule, yep. but it was still the we seven were, beat we, the were two.
1: we were just we, we didn't know enough about Turpin all through the season. They had a great regular season. Uh, nothing to take away, but they come up short. And for Harrison, great opportunity, uh, great right? Great opportunity. Connect can throw it around at quarterback. They push the ball down the field. They have a strong, strong aerial attack. They can put up points in bunches. Yes, indeed. That gets us to Division One on Friday. And man, what a what a pair of second round games. How could you ask for anything better in high GCL school?
0: GCL South re- rematch: Saint X and and Elder at Mason Dwyer Field at Atrium Stadium. Um, and then Fairfield against Colerain. That game will also be at Princeton uh, Princeton Mancuso Viking Stadium. Actually, Jake Sweeney Automotive Group Stadium now. Um, I, a GMC rematch and a GCL South yeah. rematch. I, I, I think it's awesome. I, I don't know. I, I, if I was just a casual fan looking to go to a game, I'm not sure which one I go to. Right.
1: That, that's, that's the problem. Um, I like Kyle Rudolph throwing a little fuel to the fire. On uh, that was Pelt. awesome. How good was that? Go Panthers, beat Bombers. Uh, but when you look at it, it's kind of contrasting styles. Um, St. X had a scare against Mason down 20-7 to seven early. Yeah. Uh, Revy gets that team going. They were able to run the ball more. I still question St. X defensively. And in a game like this, with Elder's strength being but, but, the possibility but, 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 but to but run Elder, the
0: ball. Elder's had some issues defensively They this have,
1: year. They have, but I think Elder's ability when it's colder outside to run the ball, possess the clock. Um, it's two different styles because St. X can go at hyperspeed. Right. And push, and, and Elder can take seven minutes off of a drive. So a great matchup there. And then you look at the rematch of what was one of the better games this season, Colerain-Fairfield. O-
0: overtime win for, for Colerain. Yep. They've won 84 straight games against greater Miami Conference opponents. Yep. That was obviously very close. Um, they handled their business against Princeton 30-7, to um, looked pretty good in doing it. Yeah,
1: and if you, you listen, I mean, Fairfield, there was – there's no, I mean,
0: Now, here's the question. Juton McLean did not play Friday. They were down 13-9 yeah. to nine yep. to Hamilton, came back, and ended up winning very handily and running off 21 quick unanswered points. They didn't have Juton McLean. There's a question of whether or not he plays. I think defensively, they stay in the game no matter what.
1: He has to play for them to but have a chance to win. But I think he has to play to have a chance to win, too. I, I, would, I would agree with that. I mean, 100%. He,
0: Because he's got a chance... To hit you with a home run, you're, I mean, I would say this: you're not putting together three or four scoring drives against Colrain. You, you can put together a drive, maybe a yep. second drive. You need to hit a home run, and he is the home run ability. guy.
1: Anytime you touch the ball, he can take it the distance. Right, right, all right. So who do you got for winners? Uh, I'm gonna stick in, until they get taken down, Colrain. It's hard not to, but I, I,
0: I love. I think this a Fairfield team is just it, it's really yep. good,
1: and I, I think because of style of play, Elder. I think Elder, and I think that's I think that's going to be a 35-30 Yeah, of game. no matter how it shakes out, whoever right. the winner, I think you're exactly elder right. Just, elder just... elder, And I think the
0: Colerain-Fairfield game will be almost like the regular season yep. game. It'll be 13-10, to 16-13, whatever. It'll be very close. Yep,
1: and Elder puts a little pressure on you offensively. We've talked about this with other teams, but if you come up empty on a couple drives and Elder's got their ground game going, you've got to start counting possessions. Yes. And you put a little out right, of pressure the, on yourself, th- saying, well, I'm only going to get the ball five more, time, three five more times, three more times, whatever. Three yeah. more times, so it makes you, it makes you maybe make some uncharacteristically uh, bad plays that you don't make during the regular season.
0: All right, great stuff as always, Tony. You're a good man. Enjoyed it. I appreciate it. We will be back next week with another Angry quarterback. Let's do something Podcast. special for
1: the 0-10 show.
0: What are we going to do for the 0-13 show? We, gotta, we have to have different themes. We'll figure out something for the 0-10 so, show. So
1: Mo and I were, were discussing this. I discussed it. I with heard Mo. this. Tell
0: people what you guys are going to do because I find How it How about
1: – so depending on when the game is, we are going to, for a whole – Tony and Mo show cover a different city. Not, we're not going to tell anyone, but we're just going to just going to adopt the team. We're going to run the show like we were in that city.
0: Do you have a team that you? you, you I don't know yet. You know what? You, I think you should do to make it even more exciting is you just, just draw draw a team out of the hat. Just yes. every team, maybe maybe not
1: like the Dolphins yeah, or those. Pick old, like but, the winning teams. Yeah, put them in a the hat and just be and, and just feel what it's like to cover a winning team for a week.
0: Have their beat writers on. Yeah, have their
1: riders on. Hey, maybe, let's talk. Maybe you can get a coach. Yeah, let's talk about the win. Oh, Aaron Rodgers' play this year, how great it's been. Question mark on Devontae Adams. Can he come back and be healthy for the playoff run? I face. want to talk about a playoff run for an NFL team. <laughs> well, we're not going to tell team. anyone we're doing it. We're just going to randomly on a Monday cover a different team. I'll
0: look forward to listening yeah. to that. That'll be good stuff. All right, Tony, thanks as always. We'll be back next week. For executive producer Rob Ebel and Tony Pike, I'm Richard Skinner. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast from the James Rapine Memorial Studio and your friends at ESP Media. Now the green and gold is gold.